0: I'm joined by Carl Pratt, founder of Future Planet. Thank you so much for joining me, Carl.
1: Hi, thanks for welcoming me. Nice to share the morning with you.
0: It is nice to share the morning. And the way I like to start these conversations is really by laying some groundwork in terms of the problem, ultimately, that you and, and Future Planet are solving.
1: It's a great question. Thank you. Hmm. Broadly, the vision with Future Planet is that beyond politics, beyond business, beyond all of that, beyond the systems that we currently find ourselves in today, we individually have the power to create and build the world that we want to live in. And whether that be our inner selves, whether that be our family units, whether that be our social structures, our communities, wherever, you know, our countries, the whole world, we have, it's in our power, um, we choose the structures that govern us, but we can also choose to build the ones that we want to, to have to experience. And, But that to do that, we can't just desire it or want it. Um, we have to be able to have a meticulous, inclusive strategy that we act on and that we use to deliver that plan. And um, so Future Planner is a platform and a community that's designed to inspire and empower us to unite together and to co-create that future. Um, And it has been co-created with so many people so far, you know, like around what that vision is and it's taken many forms because different people have different needs and different people have different goals and objectives and different people are working on different parts of the problem. So, you know, you might, as an individual, you might be working as part of a team in an organization, you might be working on your own in an organization, uh, you might just care about what you buy um as a as a as a citizen um, you might be a passionate, purposeful person that is really keen to make a difference there 's a whole myriad of shapes and forms we take at different times and my view is that it 's how we unite together and how we support each other, how we're in service of each other to deliver our individual and collective missions um that's, that's what Future Planet is. And we design and build different things to support people to come together around that. Um, and, but if you, were, if you were to ask us to our mission statement, yeah. to accelerate our transition to an inclusive, sustainable future. Like I see as an organization and as a collective and as a community, the question that we're asking is how can we get further forward faster towards that vision of a future that we all desire? And um, this, for me, Future Planet's always been what's outside of what's already been done. Like, what can we, like, it's the space of collaboration where there's often not a budget line for collaboration. It's the space where community exists, you know, it's the space for feelings to exist. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, if you, if you, often if you, have a bu- if you have a business model for, I'm going to allow people to feel love, like, that's not a, <laughs> it's a great yeah. business model. <laughs> like the best one ever, but it's not often the one that exists, right?
0: Yeah, it's so hard to measure planet. ROI on that.
1: Yeah, it's exactly, but actually, it's the most powerful one that we can have. So, Future Planet exists to be the spaces that are not yet filled, and those are often for me the most exciting spaces. Whilst also supporting people in the day to day, you know.
0: So one thing I really like what you said is that we as individuals have the power to create and build the future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So you you highlighted individuals, um, and you may have said it. I, I don't actually remember you saying the word community yet, which I find really interesting, um, because one thing that I'm I'm learning as I talk to a lot of people is that a lot of the, a lot of people who are in sustainability really believe in the power of the individual, as it relates to the community and to the greater whole. Um, I, you know, I think we're all in this together as far as, um, the planet, like we all live on it. It's all our home. And so as individuals, we need to do our part to contribute. Yeah. So I, I think it's really, really cool that that's how you're leading with, with what you said is a big part of future planets mission is this, um, uh, notion that the individual holds the power.
1: That's interesting. So Thank you for allowing us to explore this piece. So I feel like um, it depends on what term you want to use individual, you know. So when I talk about individual in that respect, I mean, you know, one, one person, one vote, like as in like we vote for the systems that we want, we vote for the parties that we want, we vote for people that we believe are going to deliver us what we desire in our society or, you know, the roads, the bins, uh, like the education system, all of that. And so, when I talk about us individually there, I think individually we all have the power based on how we act and what we choose to do mm-hmm. but i my firm belief is that it's through community that we can create and build that because um, you know it's how we connect together, how we serve each other, how we support each other because often this is really difficult stuff you know to manifest um, this beautiful world that we desire because we've got to uh in many ways, fight against an existing system where the rules structure and the value structure and the principles of that system are not fit for purpose. You know, They're not often inclusive and they're not often sustainable yeah. or regenerative or anything that we would need. And so whilst the power comes from the individual, whilst we do have much more power as individuals than we than we perhaps ever realize, it's only through the collective that we can really realize that power. Hmm. It's only when we come together and that's, so it's, it's about coming together in that way, you know, in a very systematic and structured way. So um, one of, like one of the ways that I believe that we can all add value to each other is through uniting together across systems, across silos, across sectors, and supporting each other in that way. Like I see Future Planet as being united around values of love, kindness, empathy. These are things that we can all agree are really a very good thing to to feel individually, but also collectively. Yep. But also principles, so to live in balance and harmony with the planet. Like it doesn't really matter what religion you're from. Like that's, that's you know, broadly we would say those are good things to agree and align, align yep. on it. And so that the vision that that I have and that we're delivering is, okay, so imagine if we welcomed people that felt resonant with that mission that were in key roles in key organizations. So it's an intentional community, you know? So in what that really means for us is head of innovation or brand, you know, head of sustainability, sustainability management territory, C suites, whatever those marketing brand, whatever those key roles in those key organizations are or mm-hmm. champions, people that are really passionate about it, that might have a different role. You know, the vision for future planet is we welcome and, actively go and find at least 1, 5, 10, 15, 20 different people in every organisation that fit that role, right? Positive, purposeful, proactive, making change happen. And that it's through uniting that group, that community, that we're really supporting them to scale up change, that, that's, you know, that it's through that influence that we can collectively make it go much faster. But then the, the other part of the, of, the, of, of the strategy for me is about, around building a community of citizens that also wish that world or desire that world in a different way. And it's how we unite both of those activators, basically. Um, So that, so it's, so it's, it's always individual, but it's always community as well. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's both.
0: And when you say unite and, um, kind of work together, what, what exactly is it that, first of all, how, how do you actually unite
1: people? Yeah, that's a good question. How do you unite people? Um, I didn't know the answer. <laughs> I still, you know, a lot of it I don't know now. I, I didn't know the answer when I started this. Um, and these are my thoughts and feelings. But I would, I would caveat all of this by my sense is the best way to unite people is to meet them where they are and to ask them what they need. And, um, but it, it, one, one also requires a sense of purpose and a sense of direction, you know. And so, um, I, I, Future Planet was a lot of listening, you know, a lot of listening. Like it makes me feel emotional now. How much listening, um, you know, and, and then also removing ego and like just a, a just a, a wide range of processes. But but also but ultimately, that comes down to like just meeting people where they are and understanding what they need. And so we have three like what that developed into is three ways with which. Um, I feel that we can connect to each other and we can connect as a community together. So personally, like, um, personally, professionally and purposefully. And so personally, for me, is, um, like, do I feel loved? Do I feel supported? Do I feel safe? Do I feel heard? Do I feel like I'm with a group of people that they've got me? They're people that I can share stuff that's important to me and that they'll, they'll support me with that, you know? Um, and where I feel a bit like being of service to them as well. Like that's, that's, you know, and that for me goes beyond, um, the normal. So it's not like, Oh, um, have you got, do you know, do you know, a good software platform for doing whatever? It's not just that, right? In fact, that's not to do with that at all. It's to do with like, how is your family? I noticed that you, you know, you might be feeling a bit tired at work today. How's everything going, you know, and, and deeper than that, because that's really where Connection comes when you really understand the context of someone's life and you really Mm -hmm. empathize with that. And then professionally, like, what are you trying to solve at work? Like, what are you doing that's important to you? And that could be, you know, as a member of a green team, uh, or it could be someone working tirelessly to transform an organization where you're the only sustainability person. Or where you've suddenly got, like, a bit of momentum and suddenly, the you know your you know, your senior leaders in the organisation are understanding what it is, and you now have to work out how to solve problems with them. You know? Or it could be that you're working as part of an established sustainability team or a brand manager. There's a whole range of different roles there, right? But my view is, most times, in most places, in most ways, something's been solved somewhere. And through coming together and through connecting together and sharing support in that way, it's much quicker. You know? oh, I've noticed that someone's doing that here. Let's see how we can make that relevant to me. So we create environments where people can come together and share that knowledge. Intentional environments, like intentional. We actively go and find people and understand what they need and go and find other people that have had similar challenges or can support them. And for me, it's about giving and receiving, right? Like we're always, sometimes we're we're supporting, sometimes we're receiving support. And And then the final part is what's our collective purpose? Like why are we all in this like what motivates us and uh, most of us want to live in a world where we feel like we can all thrive you know where we don't see people sleeping homeless on the street we don't experience the impact of fast fashion like we have a balanced world where everyone can thrive where we're in balance and harmony with each other and the planet you know that's certainly for future planet that's our that's you know that that's it how do we find everyone that thinks that way Let's get them all together, you know? That's the, that's the goal. And so it's that purpose that then unites beyond what people can achieve personally and professionally. It's like actually there are some things that we really need to be joined up on that we can only achieve if we're together, right? And that comes down to things like acting on policy in a proactive way, not a reactive way. Um, it comes down to really understanding what the gaps are, what we need to create for those gaps in terms of moving faster. Uh, It comes down to probably a fund, like how are we going to have a people's fund, which we can just fund stuff that we need. And in in that respect, I would highlight, like, I don't know, I was just reading about Ecuador, which has had successive funding from um, China uh, over the last, I don't know how many years, but China's been investing in the infrastructure. uh, Ecuador requires that. Uh, And now I was reading an article and I'm happy for it to be qualified. It would be helpful if it was that China is going to invest, or China, a Chinese oil company is now going to invest in Ecuador. And, and, and what that means is a reduction of Ecuador's forests. Well, that's, I mean, you know, that, that happens. But my view is, wouldn't it be amazing if we, as a human people, like as a global community, could say, actually, do you know what, we'd much rather that didn't happen. And Ecuador, we really love the fact that you want to develop. So let's collectively invest in you. And I think that happens to a certain extent, and it definitely happens with an, a range of different people. I don't see so many transparent uh, individual people being able to come together and invest in something in a very clear and transparent way. As, to we, as to we, That's the problem that we've identified, and that's what we want to do to solve it. I see it happening, but I think there's still space for lots more of it to happen.
0: It's challenging. I mean, something like that well, on a grand scale. I mean, if we're taking this Ecuador example and, and going forward with it, that would be challenging. I mean, how do you be, I think the, so the biggest, there are a couple of issues with that, right? So first of all, um it's the whole not in my backyard um situation. What's that, NIMBY as they call it. Um, Like Ecuador, you know, sitting here in London or in the UK is so far away and whether or not for, for, for most people, I mean, whether or not the forests there get cut down, it doesn't really affect my life at all. Um, so that, that, that would be one challenge. Second of all, you know, why would I want to spend money as an individual, just like as a, as a cit- global citizen, I suppose, why would I want to spend money to save someone else's forests when, you know, I need to save for my retirement or I need to buy food and, you know, clothes and stuff. It's, um, I think it's a, it's a great idea. It's challenging to, um, and I think this is, this is like the, the overall challenge with environment, just protecting the environment and, and this whole idea of climate change and everyone doing their, their part to, uh, to fix things is that it's such a big global problem that, and this comes back to that idea of, you know, every individual counts because as an individual, it doesn't feel like if I'm going to chip in ten pounds or ten dollars to Ecuador's infrastructure that that's actually going to have any significant impact on my life or well-being, and it kind of feels like I'm just tossing money into the, just throwing money away almost, you know. So it's
1: yeah,
0: how and right. I. It's how you, do you want to
1: unpack it. I mean, we can unpack it if you yeah.
0: Like. How, do, how do you? I, I guess, and then maybe this is exactly what your what your communities do when you put together your your Future Planet events is how do you solve that issue? How do you get across the urgency and the importance and this idea that actually you are not throwing away ten dollars or ten pounds; you're yeah. actively investing in your future as an individual.
1: So I love that last statement that really resonates right mm-hmm. and like this started with me thinking hmm wouldn't this be a good idea and then like I don't know a number of years later like you you know you can't you, you're right you can't just go to people and say let's do this because it's actually much more complicated than that like it requires so much just requires so much in terms mm-hmm. of in, in you know in infrastructure internally and energy, a range of things to manifest that vision. But I feel like, so I, I mostly, I've just had a question along the way, and we've not got it perfectly yet. We've just been doing steps in terms mm-hmm. of how we might do that. But that's, that's, so the, my question is, how do we do that? Like, that's what I want to do. That would be an, an undoubtedly good thing. Let's do that. And I feel like there's two parts to this that really help to, if we unpack it. One is, imagine if we had that. Okay. Like imagine if, for example, 1% of humans paid 70 million pounds a month because they forget about whether they could find it. Just imagine if, and we could then use that money to direct the flow of other capital, but it would be the people's money for the planet, basically. And it would be a signification that it was for the people by the people Mm. or for the planet by the planet. Because I don't think a lot of the time we get that notion, right? Like politics is bent often. Like you vote for someone and then they make a set of rules that are connected to a whole load of other things that are in many ways outside of our control. Yep. Petitions are not that effective. They're relatively good at signaling and they have been quite effective in the last like, few months, but ultimately they're not the most effective tool. We don't have complete control over where our taxes go, for example. And we, you know, our taxes per month are much more than £10 a month. You know? And I think they are, it's often corrupted by other interests that are bigger than our own. And I think we're really noticing that now in this time. You know, like people with more wealth and more money um, are able to bend what they want to do and manifest in the world. And that could be uh, having satellites put all over the world. It could be vaccines, but it could be also other things. Right. I'm not saying either of those are good or bad, but I'm just saying that like if you have a lot of money, you can you can basically do many more things. So what that ultimately ends up happening is people that don't have that much money. Will end up often falling outside of the net or have or receiving less in the general balance of the world. And so, my view is that not that we is there's a few things around it, right? One is we're ever more interconnected than we ever have been before, and I think we know that now. You know, not only has coronavirus clearly and explicitly showed us that, but we also know through our understanding of supply chains and where our food comes from and all of these other elements that we as we can't exist in the UK if we're not looking after people that live in other countries. It just doesn't, system doesn't happen. Mm. What's happened now is we've, like, okay, many of us knew that before, but many of us are also experiencing the stresses of that. So there's two ways we could go right now. We could become more secluded, more like nationalistic, uh, or we could become a combination of really understanding and supporting ourselves whilst also being much more inclusive and much more empathetic. And my view is that that you know that is the balance of both those, and that's the way to go. So if we've established that actually we're much more interconnected, we do know that we need to be able to support everyone in the world. You know, for oceans, air, these things—they don't just happen in one country. They're, you know, they're global. You know, we are interconnected. So if we've established those things, it then just becomes about it comes down to a couple of factors. What am I interested in? Like, what's passionately aligned with me? Mm-hmm. What do we need? Like what's mission critical for planet Earth, and that's really key, you know. And then like, what can I f- what 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 is easy for me to give, you know? What do I feel that within my my like my wealth, whether that be time or money, what can I give? In my view, is it doesn't matter what you can give, is anything's good, you know. But if anything's good for seventy million people, suddenly you then start to have something that becomes quite good. There's no shortage of capital in the world. There's no shortage of money. There's no shortage of money moving to do things. Right. You know? and, and so I feel like the combination of money and intent, and the intent can be whatever you choose, mm-hmm. that's a really important mixture. You know? That suddenly becomes a, a, a really strong market signal. But also what we can do with that is we can start to build things that don't necessarily existingly have a budget line or have an existing market need. You know, so what we've noticed with a lot of the um, this is this is on topic. a lot of the loans that have come out of um, governments supporting people during coronavirus have gone to companies that can um, basically service those loans. You know it's companies that are strong and, and capable of of, of, of of repaying those loans. And a lot of the money has gone to, towards organizations and companies from government. Uh, that perhaps, you know, that maybe need it, like airlines. But also, one has to also ask, like, there is a lot of people that are not receiving quite so much, you know? There's a lot of imbalances in that system, I see anyway, where either charity is plugging the gap or people are coming forward and plugging the gap, you know? Or where we're we're basically fixing the system, you know, like a beaver with an overflowing dam. Well, Well, that's sort of not, that's not that fit for purpose as a general structure. And my view is is that we require a, a people's organisation that's supporting other people or organisations that are already working to do well, and finding out where the gaps are and also doing those. But that is really with the people's intent. And
0: where do you, where do you fit into that? Because I, I, a big part of what you do is bring people together I mean you have a lot of events um, and especially if you go to to your website I mean right now currently with coronavirus obviously things are slightly different um, yeah. and in a general little, say it again
1: a little, I mean we've evolved it but yeah a little bit different
0: so so I, I'm curious to know on, on a more kind of a day-to-day basis because right now we're we're talking really really big picture I'm curious to know on a and, and I, I love big picture ideas um, so I can Hang out in that in that sphere for a very long time. I'm curious to know on a more kind of day to day level, how do you actually, how do you, Carl, bring people together and and make that money plus intent? I mean, that's I think you're absolutely right. That's a very powerful equation. Um, and you have a wide network. You have you put together these events, and like you said, you what you do is you have very intentional. Events and you're very intentional when you bring people together by finding out what people want. So what what does all of that mean? When there is no coronavirus and no COVID-19 and you're actually able to bring physically bring people together into
1: into I think I think it doesn't so that's a really nice question I liked the first 75% of it and then (laughs) in, in the second 25% I would just slightly like evolve so and If we just deal with that first, then we can talk about what we're doing now, right? Okay. Like so I feel like it's just choosing how we gather, and it doesn't Fair like enough. and and like so gathering online offline, it's not the thing, right? It's yeah, just choosing how we gather, and then it's also the purpose with which we're gathering, mm-hmm. so climate change is not evaporated, you know uh, like th- the challenges are still existing around the environment and uh, and, in fact, if not, perhaps we're seeing more of what could happen when climate change really takes hold, and we if we were given given this wonderful opportunity to really feel and appreciate how challenging that will be for so many people, and that what that means is actually so many people, not us, you know this is people that are, have got a lot less than us. We just had to evolve how we gather, mm-hmm. and we just had to evolve the purpose with which we did that, but what I really noticed and appreciated was that that we can suddenly get much more reach and so before whereas we'd bring people together in a physical environment and we would do some digital or some content now it's the other way around but that suddenly means that we can accelerate what we're looking to achieve and do and how we're supporting people my view is people still need the elements of what community provides them even if they can't intrinsically meet in person so like that feeling of togetherness, that feeling of being loved, that feeling of being supported, that you know, maybe it's tactical, like can I meet this person, or I'm looking for a job, or I don't have this or that. That's all solved by who you know and, and, and how you come together. Absolutely. And so what my role is, and how I can be of service, is to understand the way to do that with other people that is the most bestest way you know, the funnest way or the one that feels like the most rewarding or the most successful and productive. You know, and that's the, I think that's the mix that we got relatively right with live events. Although we hadn't quite got to that point where we were like completely taking off, we tested a load of things. and I think now like what this moment has given me is the opportunity to really just notice all the things that weren't working that well, like move them to the side uh, and just propose a new way of doing and way, way of being. And so we, decided to I decided to prioritize the mission over the money um, and to go for speed and scale or to go for speed and and, and scale of support you know rather mm-hmm. than um, we had a lot of conversations that were going well but but kind of getting stuck um, and we're gonna do a process so we are um, <laughs> so I really like the build back better campaign I really noticed that as being something good but I also understand that a lot of different people have a view of what better is. I just remembered the question you asked me what my role is. I think that's it. My role is like to be of service, to keep on understanding how to support people, to keep on like holding that vision and that mission in my intention and to then work out how to <laughs> to work out how to overcome myself. To be able to put enough energy into the mission so that we can manifest that, you know. And right now, what that means for me is learning and how to give up everything to, to, for everyone, you know, so that it, become, it can become a, a collectively owned thing rather than something that um, is created by a small group of people mm. uh, with 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 me as a heart, you know, with me as a seed, you know. And so that's what's been really exciting about this year is going through and understanding and learning how to go through that process, um, because I think that's what Extinction Rebellion did beautifully. It tapped into everyone's desire, um, and I love it. It's been great. But what I've noticed is it it's and it's a good organisation, and I really, I really respect and and appreciate it. It's just a different vision and a different way of approaching solving it than Future Planet is. And so, but the parts of it that I love, it's been about learning how to allow that to happen with flow, you know, how to allow people's passion and purpose to flow intentionally into something. So, that's what I feel like the next six months will be is like, as you can see, my eyes are a bit puffy, sleepless nights, like uh, processing that and problem solving on that.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Extinction Rebellion is quite a different way of moving forward then you know you in your url you're using the word love um, and i think extinction rebellion both you and extinction rebellion um without going too far into the weeds here there you have in some ways a very similar end goal I, i suppose the way that you're approaching it is from slightly different angles and going back to that idea of what is better you know that's kind of like how do you take their mission, versus, like you said, a capitalist mission versus your mission versus x y z people's mission yeah. and or vision rather, and how do you bring it all together um,
1: in but something that's that, harmonious
0: I mean, and where everyone wins?
1: yeah, I think that I think um I mean extinction Rebellion was fantastic. It moved the Overton window for all of us and but also extinct. You know, th- it's worth noting, Extinction Rebellion is the sum of a group of people. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's, it's really, uh, it, 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 it wasn't, ex- you know, ex- it's like a banner, right? Actually, what Extinction Rebellion was, was a lot of people saying, we really want this to be different. And that was just the banner that was chosen. And I think that's important. And it was really helpful to have that banner. and There's lots of reasons why it worked. Yeah. Also very tactical um, and, it, and hugely inspirational for so many of us. Because, of course, it was about individuals inspiring each other. You know? That was what was often happening. It was the human stories of children being out like, with placards or whatever they might have been, right? It was people. Ultimately, it was people moving in that way. Um, and my view is that it, it will require all of us to be leaders in many different ways. And it's the sum of all of our influence in many different ways that is what will make us successful. My only caveat on that is... Let's make sure that we're doing the thing that is the most important. Let's make sure that our hierarchy of impact is in the right way. Let's make sure our frame of influence is in the right way. You know, let's make sure that when we're acting with that intent, when we're all being leaders, that we're leading with empathy, with inclusivity, with love, with kindness, you know, with all of those elements that we that are required. And I feel like that's that it's not different because a lot of the people that um come to future planet events also part of extinction rebellion, but it's certainly different in like way that I believe that we're growing future planet from that heart center you know um it's 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 different like i i don't think you'll you will never like i'm not going to super glue myself to the shell building even if I think that oil's obviously not the- not the way forward um, like we're much more likely to work to transform those organisations and support those change makers that are doing really difficult work, you know. Like, uh, and but 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 we couldn't operate in our modest and humble way unless there were really strong activators pushing other narratives. You know, you need all these different bits to make the change happen because different people and different things respond to different stimulus. You know?
0: Yeah, I think um, I think you bring up a really good point, I mean, this whole super glue to the shell building or to an airplane or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I think the, the challenge with doing it that way is um, in some ways we, we tend to forget, I suppose that, you know, the world still runs on many of these products and services that these companies provide, whether or not we like it. Um, And if all of a sudden every single oil company in the world just shut off, you know, hospitals would stop running, there would be no more food. We would have to scramble for a long time to get to a point where the life we currently live can resume because of the way that the system works. And I think you're absolutely right. What we need to do, the, the way I see it is rather than just turning off all of the oil and just saying, right, we're going to just see what happens and wait. Yep. I think it's really important to, like you said, support and encourage. And um, I mean, using the words that you were using earlier, you know, show love almost and, and, and reward these companies for transitioning. I, I, I don't think, personally, I don't think it makes sense to just, it's not black or white. I, can't, I, don't, I just can't see feasibly you turn off oil today and then 10 minutes later, you turn on only renewable energy everywhere in the world. Yep. Um, it, we're just too ingrained. I think what we can do is, uh, as a group, as a community, we can work on more effectively and efficiently making that transition. And I think maybe that's what we should.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I totally agree with that. But I also feel like this moment now is a unique moment in time where we're noticing actually maybe we don't need some of the things that we're using you know maybe we don't all need to fly all the time maybe we don't all need to travel all the time maybe we don't need these different elements you know and so and so my sense is that the transition will be a combination of different factors you know and it's up to us to work out what to do to accelerate those different ones um and but i'm not i'm not you know, just by saying I'm acting with love doesn't mean I'm soft, right? Like I don't believe that these companies, I don't, I don't believe many companies are investing enough in that transition, fast enough. I don't, I don't, I think a lot of companies are doing really well at um, saying they're going to do really well, and I think there's a lot of hard miles to cover to get that to get that to happen, and I think that. There are a lot of frameworks in place that are really good, but I think we've all known over some time that that takes quite some time to get the results from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ultimately, you get some leaders, but you also get a lot of laggards as well. You know. And so we need effective policy to create an even playing field. We need, you know, we need to focus on really what's going to accelerate and what counts, and we need a lot more radical investment. And that challenge is probably the top in terms of where, what shareholders perceive when they can start to receive value. But it's so intrinsically linked to pension funds and other elements that there's a, uh, there's a part there that I don't fully understand that I would love to get to understand. You know? How do we unlock that change? And like all super wicked problems, they're so interconnected. But what I do know is that there is definitely places that we can work out what to focus on to accelerate further, faster, further, faster, faster, further, faster, forward, is that right? Forward, further, faster, whatever. We can go there quicker. And I think that there are, like, the levels of investment that are being made is too little, you know. And I think what COVID has shown us is when we really care about something, gosh, (laughs) if only that was the same for everything. We can really move money really quickly, you know, and we can really move intent really quickly. And I feel the opportunity space is now is to very quickly work out, like, what the landscape is in this new, new world. Uh, what's working? What's not working? What is really important to focus on that will get us to that inclusive, sustainable future? And then, how can we maintain that momentum of investment on those particular challenges? And beyond that, like I will bring people together to ask that question to. And I'm sure there's lots of people smarter than me that already have many of those answers. You know, and that I don't need to know them. I just it would be useful to understand them within the context of what we're doing as an as a global community. Mm-hmm. What I, what I'm really happy is if. I don't know. Maybe this is a constant desire to understand, but I see the gaps. It may, I mean, I'd be really happy if people say, "No, we've got that. Leave us alone. We're doing this really well. Go and go and solve another problem. Great, right?" But my sense is there's a lot. There'll be some that are happening like that. Some that require some help, and there'll be big gaps of space where, like, that nothing's happening. You know, or and 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 one of those I've noticed for us is like beyond the leaders. Like what's happening beyond the leaders? Like, uh, and I say leaders by that I mean uh, we might consider IKEA to be a leader in, mm-hmm. in this current world, right? Um, but what are other companies doing to make that transition? And how are we supporting other, you know, individuals and organisations? You know, what is, what is Sports Direct doing? You know, how are we supporting people in Sports Direct to make that change? You know that, and I think that's a big space that will always need like a lot of support. You know?
0: Yeah, I think um, what, one thing I'm certainly seeing and learning the more I'm speaking to, as you call them, change makers, is um, I'm seeing there's a lot of, when you really start to invest in sustainability, as a company, especially, uh, and you start really looking for opportunities and for areas where you can be sust- sustainable, oftentimes there's actually quite a big cost savings to you as a business because frequently it means doing things a little bit in a more clever fashion maybe reusing certain elements or investing in into some type of infrastructure or product um, or system that allows you to in the long term save a lot of money and so i think with with some of these companies that you mentioned where there is that big gap i think the opportunity there this is just a bit of a hypothesis and a guess is showing these companies that the current business practices aren't as profitable as a business practice that is more sustainable. And and I think the important thing is to lead with that financial element because ultimately a business cares about making money typically. And, um, uh, and so if you're able to show here's how it can affect, you know, your profit and your margins, uh, and what you share with your shareholders, um, and by the way, it's sustainable, so you can add that in too. I think there there's an opportunity there for for making change and for leading uh, leading these big corporations that fill that that or that are in that gap um, yeah. that you're mentioning.
1: Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with that. It's what do we feel like we want around us, and how do we feel like we want our world to be and what brings us joy what brings us delight what is what what makes us feel good when we understand the whole of something and i think people will choose organizations and companies that make them feel good about what they're doing you know so all birds committing to doing carbon labeling yes awesome fuck yeah right like suddenly like that becomes exciting for people that like all birds, you know, and, and maybe more people will discover them or maybe other people will choose to do that. But, and I feel like it's, it, is, it is commercial and I think that will bear out in how well people use or utilise or transform their companies to be of service in all ways, not just in one way. Um, and, and it, but ultimately it will bear out in what world do we want to live in? And I think that's, like, that's been the transition for me recently. It's like, it's not just the money, it's like, what are you making? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what does your company do? How is it of service? Is it, is it, does it need to exist? Is it relevant? Are you making it in a good way? Do you have a really good connection with your community? Do your community, like, are they completely supportive of everything you do because they love the way you do it? And it's probably the you comes down to the people in that organization, you know, are uh, that can I connect directly to those people that are making a change? Mm-hmm. And do I feel connected to them? And I think that's when we move beyond process and into something a bit deeper, you know? And I think that that's where I feel like there's true transformation. And I guess it would be the blend of, like a lot of these local and you know smaller services like Hisbee or Oddbox or whatever they are that currently serve us, and like the connection that we have with them, and actually life is much nicer when you have that kind of interaction. But it's how we achieve that at scale that's the challenge. Like that's the crux of it. Like how do we make mobile phone companies like Hisbee <laughs> For, and Hisby's a, his business is a local supermarket by the way yeah anyway so i think it's partly money but it's so many other like of factors of good feeling you know
0: yeah I in
1: fact that's... in fact if we just measure our money we failed <laughs> well,
0: that's what what b Corp. uh yeah right mentions. yeah that's what they're all about and so carl as we're uh, starting to wrap up here um one one thing that i want to make sure people are aware of so where can people who oh. are interested in learning more about you yeah. and about future planet you had something to say
1: no I. that's a good thing to wrap up on oh, yeah. so I feel like um you can go to futureplanet.love but also uh if you're listening to this it's now what what day of the month is it what date is it 24th of april April. So if you're listening to this between the 24th of April and about the end of July, then um, come and join us to imagine what the future will be and what we're going to build. But I would imagine you could probably go to futureplant.love and work out how to go from there. Or you can reach out to me personally. And uh,
0: is there any social media places to for people to visit and follow you?
1: Probably. Uh, (laughs) I can't remember what they
0: are. I'm sure it's all on the website. <laughs> very good
1: if you search future planet and look for colors and happy people then you'll find it
0: you found the right place you found yeah. your uh <laughs> colorful happy people
1: to be part of, place. yeah exactly
0: yeah well carl thank you very much it's been a really fun conversation i like how we uh went down all sorts of rabbit holes uh, I think the work you're you're doing is really cool. I love the collaboration. I love the community that you're building. I love the fact that you're bringing a lot of great people who are working hard to heal the planet and to fix some of these challenges and, and think through these issues. Uh, you bring them together and creating a future planet of love and uh, of health and happiness.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. I really appreciate you welcoming me to share and. I've really enjoyed um, connecting and sharing and were they rabbit holes? I feel like they were just like good, good solid discussion and connection. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Nice. It's
0: perfect. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, give us a five-star rating and also please subscribe, whether on your podcast app or on YouTube. And that way you can be the first to know about new episodes. Thank you very much and talk to you soon.